Hey, it's Cass. Welcome to another episode of the Messy Mama podcast, where we talk about all things single mom. From parenting to self-care to dating to literally just keeping our sanity, here's a space to talk about it. So put your kids to bed, grab your favorite bed, and let's jump into the episode. Oh, it feels so good. It feels so good to be back. Um, Y'all, life has been so good. I'm happy to be posting another episode. The school year has like officially started, and this year so far already feels like a normal year without COVID. College students are engaging. They're wild right now. Um, but I feel like the work that I'm doing is valuable. Y'all know I give you my life updates first. Um, I'm also really mad because I recorded this whole podcast episode and accidentally deleted it. My son is about to poop. There's a lot happening right now. Um, but anyways, back to life updates. Um, I think I had mentioned in the last episode that I am teaching my first college course this semester and that has been really cool. Um, Oh my gosh, Malachi. No, thank you. No, thank you, baby. Love you. Um, so the course that I'm teaching this semester. The course that I'm teaching this semester is a first year seminar course um, that is required for all first year students at the institution that I work at. And this course, it's basically an introductory course, um, and it's like preparing students for what they're going to experience in their courses in college. Uh, But my course is tailored. Malachi had to go get his piano. (laughs) My course is tailored um, around DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and navigating race. Um, So we're using a book called Never Caught. But yes, uh oh. By Dr. Erica Armstrong Dunbar. Um, and it's about Ona Judge, who was a mixed race runaway slave uh, that belonged to George and Martha Washington. And the book is about her being a fugitive that eventually ended up in New Hampshire. And her story is mostly told by interviews that she gave later in her life. Um, so she's a super like influential woman that I have loved learning about. But In our conversations in class, you know, we're tackling slavery and white privilege and how the world truly, like, apart from physical labor. Excuse me? Who are you snatching? Oh, no, sir. Oh, you bugging. Don't touch it. No, thank you. Um, we're figuring out that, you know, the world really doesn't look that much different than it did back then, you know? So it's been cool. Um, it has been a little bit of a challenge only because, what is the problem, baby? Can I have my hand back? Um, it's been a challenge because I'm the only black identifying person in our class and sometimes I'm like, yo, I ain't got nobody to, nobody to, 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 you know, stand with me, but 
we're figuring it out. Uh, so that has been going really good. Baby. <laughs> Watch, y'all. I'm going to turn this mic off and he's going to be fine. All right. I'm going to be back. I'll be back, y'all. <laughs> y'all, I said I would be back. I said that I would be back. Um, it is a day later. I recorded the episode twice yesterday, uh, Sunday. Today's Monday. Um, Malachi is at daycare. So now you all have my full and undivided attention. Um, <laughs> so this episode it is clearly going to be like a mess. It's going to be a mess because it was recorded in like three or four different parts at this point. But I really, I didn't want to re-record because, like re-record it all at once because like these were my thoughts and this is what was going on and it's messy and this is life. Um, But I'm here now and I'm so happy um, to like have a little bit of peace and quiet of, my goodness, I just finished a three-day duty, like, session, Um, and those three days of duty, uh, first of all, let me tell you exactly what duty is. Um, So for me and the institution that I work at, every institution, I guess, does duty differently. Um, I've worked at a few schools now, and they're all a little bit different, Um, but here, uh, and in general, being on duty as a professional staff member, who works in residential life. Um, I am on call and I have to be available to anyone on campus who needs support um, for like our residential students. So if someone is drunk and intoxicated and needs to be taken to the ambulance or to the hospital in an ambulance, um, they're gonna call me and I'm gonna have to respond to that incident to make sure that they get taken care of um, and everything's safe and they're good. Um, If a student has, I don't know, a flood in their room, I have to relocate them for the night. Um, So it really is like the full gamut. It it can really be anything that I'm going to get a call for, and I have to be available 24-7, no matter what, have to answer the call. Um, So I've been on call now for about, my gosh, going on six years. in a duty rotation, and I'm tired, but this weekend was rough, y'all, this weekend was rough, so I'm happy to, like, be able to decompress this way, Um, but yeah, I was telling y'all about the class that I'm teaching, and it's been, it's been really cool, I feel like I'm learning a lot, um, and I feel like it's so important for teachers to, you know, be just as much of a student as they are a, a teacher, um, and allow their students to be their teachers as well. So um, I'm learning so much. And also that paycheck? Okay, go ahead, Professor Cook. Okay. (laughs) Um, Other life updates. Malachi, of course, y'all heard him. He's amazing. Um, This kid is, like, learning so much. And I think, like, he's learning so much that he, he gets frustrated when he can't when he can't communicate exactly what it is that he needs. Um, He also has a hard time with me, like, not giving him my full undivided attention. So, like, doing the dishes right now is, like, a major no-no for him. He does not want me to do the dishes. 
he will stand between me and the cabinet and just push me until I just say whatever. Like this kid, he doesn't let me be on my phone. So right now we're just in a very much I need my mommy phase and I'm I'm okay with it and I love him. I love him so much for it. Um but this kid is a sponge. He literally sometimes I don't realize that he's learning um like the things that I'm doing and he's bringing home so many new words and like I don't know. This stage for me is my favorite by far because I just feel like we get each other. We can laugh. He's like silly. And like, I can see his character traits and so many of them. I'm like, wow, this kid is my twin for real. But so many of them are his own too. So it's so fun to see. But um, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I know that I said that like things have been going very, very well. And I truly, I genuinely feel blessed for everything that I have in this life. Sometimes I I wake up and I'm just in awe how, you know, my life is genuinely taking shape. Like, how is this my life? Especially looking at my life from just a year ago. I was in a very, very, very different place than I am now. You know, I have a beautiful place to live. We're safe where we are. We have full health benefits, right? We have a relatively good paycheck. Everything about my current life situation is great and someone reminded me like you got to give glory to God because the way some of these things have shaked out they look like they were just thrown into my lap right and you know people will always tell me oh you're so lucky like things just always work out for you and I always would come back but like with like but no I worked for it you know um and I think that I've had to take a step back and be like, Cassidy, you you made yourself prepared for these situations and for these opportunities. You helped yourself be qualified for these opportunities, but they were given to you by God. You know what I mean? Um, so I had to humble myself a little bit and like thank God for the things that he is providing in our lives because we are his most blessed people. And I'm very thankful thankful, thankful, thankful. Um, But with all of that being said, I am still super overwhelmed. Like, I feel like I'm currently, I'm trying to do everything in my power just to maintain. Um, I don't want to say that like I've bitten off more than I can chew because that's not the case. I'm like, I'm, I'm maintaining. Um, And you know, when I started the podcast, it was, it was still the summer and work compared to what it is right now was scraps (laughs) like my workload was extremely slow compared to what it is right now um so I've had to cut down on a lot of the time I was able to put towards building the podcast and doing all of the things that I wanted to like you know do for myself outside of what I do to pay the bills you know what I mean um and to be quite honest like I'm down about it because Even though I genuinely love what I do every day, I do. I also want to be able to dedicate time to the things that I want to pursue in life, you know, that aren't my career or my profession, you know, my passions. But I also have a responsibility to do my best in my work and in my job because I have so many people that rely on me. I'm responsible for 
almost like 300 students, right, responsible for them. Anything that they need on campus, I have to either provide it to them if I, if I have the ability to do so, or I have to find the resource for them to get that support, you know? Um, so that's a lot. I have all my coworkers and I have my grad student and my student employees, um, you know, all of these people that are relying on me in just my job, you know? And then step out of that, I have my son, who is, of course, is the most important. I have my family, my friends. So the time that I'm able to dedicate <laughs> to everything just feels really thin right now because work is taking up a big chunk of that. Um, but, you know, as a single-income household, we have to be responsible, you know? It's tough. It's tough, but I'm still here. I'm trying my best to find the balance and with what I do with with that <laughs> I just I wanted to share that um I realized that with my current life posting on Thursdays is just not going to happen so I decided that I'm going to be posting my weekly podcast episodes on Sundays and I know this probably isn't like a major change or anything crazy that is going to ruin someone's day but I think that um, it would be so much better for me um, and help me be able to be more consistent in bringing content to y'all because, like, I want I want to blow it up. I want to blow up Messy Mama. Um, I'm starting to see the vision. But for me, I feel like I have to start small. And starting small means being consistent with the first project that I started for Messy Mama. You know what I mean? So... Um, I'm starting with consistency. That's my first goal. Uh, but I wanted to spend our time today, and I'm like, I don't know exactly what it is that I want to talk about. Like, honestly, like, there's just so much going on, and I feel like I'm not the right person to be talking or giving advice at this current moment. Um, and... <laughs> Like, this this last week, I was so sick. Like, not even sick. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I was just so tired. I've, like, I've had the worst migraine and tension headache all week. And I think maybe two or three episodes ago, I talked about, like, my labor experience when they put the epidural in my spine four times and failed and left me with severe migraines. I'm talking about, like, the worst. Like, it would have probably felt better for someone to just hit me in the head with a bat, like, truthfully. Um, but this last week, it's felt like that. And on top of it, it was, like, creeping down into my shoulders and my neck. And, like, laying down made it feel worse. So I had horrible body aches. And on top of it, my period <laughs> this month has made me so hormo so hormonal and emotional about literally everything. And I'm not the only one. So many of my friends this month have like said something about their periods being super rough this cycle. And I I don't get it. This has been the worst period, at least like hormonally, I've ever had. 
I was crying at everything that I was watching. If I had a good conversation, I was crying. Just crying about everything. <laughs> but it it really took me out. So I know I mentioned, like, I've been on duty as well. So, like, it has just been a lot. So on Saturday... Um, my dad took Malachi for like the afternoon and overnight because I was on duty. Um, and when I dropped him off, I came home, I laid on the couch and I did not get up. I did not get up and it felt so good, but I was like laying there. Like my tank was at zero. So I'm laying there and I'm like, I don't know. I want to watch something, but I don't know what, um, Speaking of shows, has anyone started watching the Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix? Bruh, I need to debrief because I still, I haven't finished it. And that's only because I can only watch it in the daytime. I cannot watch that John at night. It's, it's something. Um, but anyways, I was laying on the couch and... I remembered that I really wanted to watch the first episode of the second season of The Kardashians. And I personally, I've always enjoyed their show as like a filler show. You know what I mean? Like the show I'll watch if I don't really have anything else that I want to watch. But um, I started watching the episode and I was like, yo, I am triggered. I cried, like, the entire episode, one, because I just feel so bad for Chloe and, like, how Tristan, dog, he did her so dirty. But, like, also because I can relate so much to, to her story of, you know, having to bring a baby home and not being very excited about their arrival just because of the circumstances and, like, the pain that you feel because you you should not have those feelings about bringing a baby into the world, you know? You shouldn't have to have those feelings, I guess, is a better way to say it. So to quickly recap the storyline, um, Chloe and Tristan Thompson, obviously they have their baby, True, and in the last season of The Kardashians, they had been talking about surrogacy and having another child. Um, then a few months ago, maybe, I don't really exactly remember when it was, uh, Tristan had, there was another woman basically that came out and said that she was either pregnant or had had, or had, had wow, Cass, words, um, his child. So now in the first episode, Chloe announces that she had had an embryo implanted into a surrogate's womb only a couple of weeks before she found out that he was having another child. And he knew all about it. He knew about her, gonna like she was going to have the embryo implanted. She, he knew everything. So in the episode, Chloe is navigating like all of what's happening with her like relationship, with the media, with her family, um, how she feels about like the experience that she's having and overcoming the emotions that come with a pregnancy that just isn't the happiest. I told you all before about my story, but like the pain that comes with not being excited about the birth of your child, it's like any, unlike anything that I have ever felt. 
And I definitely, I want to say that I don't always agree with the Kardashians or what they do or portray, which is why I'm not talking about them specifically, but I am truly amazed by Chloe and how she handled the situation. Um, and I think that by her sharing this, also keep in mind, right, like she is an executive producer and, um, you know, she does whatever, you know, the story, however it was shared with us, she had some, I don't, I don't even want to say it like that, but like, I'm sure that there's so much of the storyline that we don't see. Right. So I just want to preface that, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, but by her sharing her story, um, it's showing a different side to motherhood that I appreciate so much only because we don't see, we don't see one person bringing their baby home from the hospital on TV very often, you know, like she's showing single mothers that this life is not easy and it's sad, but we do what we have to do for our kids. Even if it feels like the world like (laughs) is just never looking out for us, you know? So her story hit me really hard I cannot lie. What's like what's supposed to be such a good and happy experience when it's the saddest of your life? I resonated so much with it because I understand that feeling of trying to be happy, especially because you see the people around you happy for you, but you're not happy. It's so hard. And, like, you look at the situation and you're trying, but you're looking at it and you're wondering how the hell is this your life? So in the episode, Chloe, she didn't want to celebrate the pregnancy. She even said that, like, she was ignoring the pregnancy. And keep in mind, Chloe had a surrogate, so I'm sure that that was probably easier to be able to ignore the situation. And I think... You know, God works in mysterious ways. And like for Chloe, it probably was better that she wasn't carrying a child with all of that stress. Carrying a baby with stress is so dangerous. It truly is. And like sometimes it's out of our control, you know. Um, But I still get it, even though like I had a baby growing inside of me. They, it felt like there were days when I ignored it, too. Genuinely. That's crazy. So the one thing I also appreciated, again, not talking about the Kardashians specifically, but what I appreciated seeing was like her family rally around her and love her. And that made me so emotional because it's the people around us that can really help us like change our perspective and our mindset, you know? I didn't want the baby shower. I didn't want the gifts. I didn't want to decorate the room. It was sad. And everyone's looking at me like, you should be ha- like, what? You know, they forced me. They, My family really, they forced me to celebrate my blessings. I did have. And that was a healthy, a healthy baby boy, a supportive family and income, health care. I was good. You know, mentally I wasn't. But I was safe. I was okay. It just was that my experience wasn't magical. And it was honestly the hardest slap of reality that I've ever had in my life. You know? So one thing that I want to highlight is 
the way that Chloe felt at the beginning of the episode and like throughout it before the baby was born and then you know how her mindset shifted as soon as the baby was born once she had her son like you could see that her perspective and her mindset went from that depressing place to looking at my cup as half full and I genuinely believe in like a mom mentality and that kicks in the second like you have your child and I respect Chloe so much for sharing her reality because oh my gosh I cannot imagine what that girl done went through like for real but why do I say all of this I say this because I'm still navigating and accepting the fact that my experience in parenthood and my child's experience as my child is different than what is the typical, right, add quotation marks, typical experience when there's two parents that are happy and in love. My son is never going to experience that with his biological parents. And just like there were two babies in a crazy situation for Chloe, like I've been there too, like blindsided, confused, sad, depressed, all of it. But my biggest reason for making it out of that headspace that I was in was my support system. You know, Chloe in that episode, like epitomized a strong, independent, resilient woman. And one of the other things that I respect so much about Chloe is that she's so humble about what it is that she goes through. And she doesn't appreciate the fact that she's seen as the resilient one. Like, she's the one that's always being hurt and made fun of and whatever. But she just keeps it moving and people identify her her as that, you know? And I can relate to that so much. And I love her for the way that she carries herself for the most part. For the most part. All right. Um, And there was also one of the other takeaways was there was a part of the episode where Chloe was talking to Chris. And Chris said, you can't do this over. You know, she said, this is supposed to be the happiest time of your life. And I'm sure that like they edited it to make it look, you know, more than what it was. But Chloe's face, like, she said nothing, but, like, her facial expression, the girl looked numb to the core. And she kept pushing the idea, like, Chris kept pushing the idea that you can't get these times back. And they were, like, in that scene or whatever, they were talking about the baby sh- the baby shower specifically. But um, I feel like for those of us who are in a situation where we're in it alone, at least for the women in my life that, you know, have had similar experiences, there's a time where you kind of just have to put your big girl pants on and handle your business. For me, that happened, I would say, like, when I was nesting. It was when I was like, all right, I don't know what's about to happen, but, like, I'm about to do it type, you know? I had to get everything in order and ready for him, even if I wasn't ready for him, you know? So, in thinking of, like, what I wanted to give y'all this week, um, I wanted to think of to-do items for you if you're finding yourself in a situation where you aren't having the happiest pregnancy, okay? So, number one on the to-do list, and then I also have, like, sub-to-do items, okay? So, number one is to go baby 
either window shopping or baby shopping. Um, it's going to force you to put yourself in a space where there are baby items around you. And you can start envisioning what it is that you want for your baby and what you see them in. Um, take your friends with you, okay? If you're not happy about this pregnancy or you don't know how to feel about it, you know, bring someone who is. If they're a genuine person in your life that's truly happy for you and is going to be in your village, that love and excitement that they have for you and for your baby will radiate to you. I promise. And then my other, like, sub item is buy a pair of newborn baby shoes. <laughs> I know it's probably like, what? That's like dumb. But I really, I only bought two things really for my son when I was pregnant. I bought a teddy bear and I bought a pair of white newborn Air Forces. They were like the ones that had like the soft bottoms. And I loved, I loved those sneakers. I bought those the day I found out that Malachi was a boy. And I would hold them all of the time. And I would just think about like, what, like what, what's my baby going to look like in these shoes, you know? Um, and it was just something small. And now those are, I will never lose those. I'll never get rid of those. I know exactly where they are. Those are so special to me just because I held them all the time. And then to have him in them, oh, I love those. All right, number two, have the baby shower, okay? I was fortunate to not have to plan my baby shower. My sister, she threw me an amazing shower at her house, and, like, I'm so thankful to her for that, truly, because <clears throat> there had been a lot that had been happening around the time that my baby shower was supposed to happen. And at some point, I, I canceled my baby shower. And I didn't want to do it because I had just gotten some news that, like, I just was not... It put me in a really dark place. And I didn't feel like celebrating because what, why, why, you know? Um... But my family, again, I said it before, they forced me. So even if you don't have someone necessarily that will plan a shower for you, have a dinner, have something, okay? Force yourself to be showered in the love that deep down you know you deserve, even if you don't feel it right now. And make sure that you make a registry. Go to the store, specific, go to Target. Go do your registry at Target. I just felt like it worked the best. I don't really care for like Amazon registries just because I know the pe like a lot of people in my life like to go to the store um, and like buy gifts and be able to look at all of the different things, you know. Most of the people that came to my shower didn't even like look at my registry, which was fine. Um, I didn't care. But I recommend Target. Um, but have a registry uh, for your village to support you. I I remember when my dad had asked me to have the shower, like mid-panic attack. This is when I told him, like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Um, I remember yelling and telling him that I would buy everything I needed for him by myself. One, that was dumb because baby stuff is expensive, okay? And two, people want to love you. Let them. My baby shower was, it was 
such a turning point for me. And I'm so thankful that they forced me to do that because it made me excited. I got to bring all of the stuff that Malachi got home and I got to get his room ready. And for me, that's when it started to really feel real. And that's when I felt like, yo, all of the people that are here right now are going to love me and love Kai, you know? So do it. Um, all right. Number three, record your experience, okay? One major regret that I, I think I said it maybe before is that I really regret not taking photos and fully capturing my pregnancy. I don't have any real like maternity pictures. Most of the things that I have are like video clips or like me trying on a dress and being like, look at my bump. But like, I didn't do anything to romanticize my experience. And even if it's not what you imagine, like, make it as magical as you can, you know? And I know that that sounds so corny, but, like, we think about what this experience is, suppo is supposed to be, like, our whole lives. And when it is not that at all, like, you got to make the best of it, okay? Um, and then... Let's see, number four, and this is the most important one, okay? Pray and or develop your spiritual strength. For me, being pregnant with who I was pregnant with, the circumstance that I was in, the location, everything about what was happening was dark, okay? I would look around and be like, oh my gosh, but I had to trust and lean into what it is that God had planned for me, you know? The times that I struggled the most were the times that I thought that I was in it alone. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that it was just me against everybody, including God. And that wasn't the case. And it wasn't because I believe in a God that wouldn't leave me in the fire, and he didn't. So... I know that not everyone believes in the same God that I believe in, but whatever it is that you do believe in, find a place of solitude and peace because I promise you that you'll need it. I promise. Um, and then the last like to-do list item that I have for y'all is to make it yours. It is okay. It is okay that it doesn't look like you thought it would or that you're bringing your baby home alone. It's okay that you weren't fully ready for what is about to happen in your life. You're going to be the mom that doesn't need another person to fully love and support you or your baby or babies because you can do it. And that's not at all saying that you can't that you can do it all on your own because you can't. You have to find the people that can love you and support you when you need it. But you'll learn the balance of mom, work, self, life. I promise. And it all comes with time, which is why, like, I fully acknowledge that I'm speaking as someone who's only been a single mom for almost two years. You know, I look at my mom, who was a single mom way before I was, obviously. And she got at least, she got 20 years on me. But... 
she so, has so much more wisdom that I don't have yet. So I'm still speaking as a, as a young mom. You know what I mean? And I think that that's important for me to say. So I'm sure one year from now, what I'm saying could be completely different. But for now, I recognize that there are things that I'm proud of myself for doing while I was pregnant. And I also have a long list of things that I wish I did do which is why I'm sharing all of these tips to hopefully help just even if it's just one person. So I hope that these were helpful. Um, But overall, y'all, there is so much that we can take away from other people's experiences. Chloe's, mine, others. Find people and listen to their stories. It will bring comfort in finding that comfort with people who can relate to what you are going through It's almost like if y'all have shared a similar experience that has shaped your life, you almost don't even have to talk about the intricacies of your experiences to be able to look at each other, take a deep breath, and know that that they get it. And that feeling feels so good to be able to just take a deep breath and know that someone can interpret the feelings that you're having that you might not yet have been able to figure out you know anyways (laughs) I hope that this is helpful to someone and I know that I harp on finding a community but y'all I just know that I wouldn't have made it through without mine so with that I hope that you all have an amazing week my goal (laughs) my goal this week is to get caught up on the two heaping laundry baskets of laundry that I currently have in my house that I have been avoiding (sighs) Laundry is my most hated. <laughs> I, I just want to make enough money to where I don't have to wash, fold, and put away my clothes or my children's clothes or my husband's clothes. Like, to me, that's success. <laughs> but anyways, I want you all to think of five goals that you have for yourself this week and make them happen. Crush those goals. All right. Okay. I love y'all. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking around. I know that this one was a little chaotic at the beginning, but we rallied and brought it back together. So I will see you all next Sunday. Thank you all for tuning in and I'll see you soon. Bye.